Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to The Pouring, a space where living waters flow free. I am your host, Cordia, and I'm back, you guys. I am back. The consistency is consistency. Yes, I just made that up, and I don't care. Um, It is so good to be back this week with another episode, and this is episode number six. And in this episode, I'm going to speak to wisdom and its connection with and to the Proverbs 31 women. So we've gone through sort of what wisdom is, right? Knowledge, understanding, and the application of knowledge and understanding. And then we segued over to wisdom and its um, part in creating this earth and this world and how ancient wisdom is and how wisdom is the master craftsman and those who have wisdom, this divine wisdom, have this ability to craft. They, they craft and they build and they, they're walking in purpose and they're able to accumulate wealth as well, as we saw with King Solomon, right? And in the last episode, I sort of teased you guys with what I plan on talking about in this episode. And I ended last week's episode around just seeing the linkages between wisdom and women and women and our purpose and how we fit in this earth, right? And how we too are master craftsmen, right? And how we too are helpmates and how wisdom was essentially a helpmate um, alongside God in the creation of this world. And so I want to piggyback on that specific piece that I mentioned on last week's episode. Wisdom is so layered and I want to just tease it out even more. So in this episode, we will talk about wisdom in the Proverbs 31 women, like I mentioned, and let's jump in. All right, where are we going to start? So as I was doing this study, right, and I was really digging into wisdom and Proverbs mainly. And I was just going through the different chapters of Proverbs. Proverbs 8, I mentioned a few scriptures in the last episode. And I want to say in Proverbs 8, because this is where not only did I find out that wisdom was the master craftsman, I also noticed something that sounded very familiar um, as I was reading about wisdom and its reference to Proverbs 31. So as always, I don't want you to just take my word for it. Let's hop into scripture. So Proverbs 8, 11 reads, For wisdom is better than rubies, and all the things one may desire cannot be compared with her. And so wisdom is better than rubies. I was like, I heard this somewhere. I don't know where. I've heard it somewhere. Um. Oh, Proverbs 31. Okay. So when I came across that, I was like, huh. So wisdom is better than rubies, but then I move and I make my way over to Proverbs for Proverbs 31.10, and it reads as follows. Who can find a virtuous wife? For her, for her worth is far above rubies. I was, again, kudos to those of you who already saw this connection, but as for me and my brain and my life, I did not make the connection before And when I saw the connection and made the connection, I was astounded, if I'm very honest, because there's a direct correlation between Proverbs 8.11 and Proverbs 31.10. Okay, so what is the correlation? So if wisdom is better than rubies and Proverbs 31.10 says, 
who can find a virtuous wife for her worth is far above rubies, then I would think we can deduce that the Proverbs 31.10 or the Proverbs 31 woman was operating in divine wisdom. Well, more than that, she's essentially a personification of divine wisdom. And it makes sense, right? In the last episode, I spoke about wisdom being there with God in the creation of the earth, right? And how God essentially instructed wisdom to create the foundations of the earth and place guidelines in the earth and make sure the water doesn't come upon upon the land and overtake it and, you know, the stars and everything else. Wisdom was there in the creation of it and did the creating, right? As it was instructed by God, right? So you think about an architect of a house, right? Or a building. (laughs) Um, You don't, you automatically know that the architect doesn't build the house, right? I hope you know that. (laughs) The architect is the designer and the one who gets the credit for developing and designing the house, But the ones doing the actual building of it, these are the artisans and the skilled craftsmen who actually build the house. So that same sort of dynamic can be applied here. God as the great architect, right? Because he's the actual great architect. Anyway, I'm not going to go there. (laughs) He was, is the designer of it all, the creator of it all, right? And he... So, so to speak, hired a master craftsman, which in this specific context is wisdom to actually create. So, again, looking at just the differences and just sort of the sort of the relationship between wisdom and God and how wisdom was like this helped me. And so it makes sense that the Proverbs 31 woman, which those of you those of us who grew up in church, right? We were always told, look at Proverbs 31. I, I can't even I can't even begin to tell you how many Mother's Day um, services I was in in the anchor scripture is Proverbs 31. I think women, those of us who are believers or who have been in church, we have sort of been beaten over the head, if I'm honest about Proverbs 31. And for the longest, I was like, oh, you know, that's cute. (laughs) I can try to be that woman, but that's not really realistic until I made this correlation that when we are wisdom and we become wisdom, divine wisdom personified, ladies, we can be the um, ultimate version of ourselves of what God created us to be, right? We can be, um, we can fully live and operate in that purpose. And outside of the first sort of verse verse of Proverbs 31 and when it talks to talk and it speaks to the woman um, outside of verse 10, there are plenty other verses after that that speak to how industrious she was, right? How her husband was admired um, outside of the gates in the city, how her children call her blessed, how she was, she owned a vineyard, right? And she went and purchased land and she was, she was uh, an entrepreneur, when you really dig into Proverbs 31, it's like, yo, she was an amazing woman, a master craftsman. Eh? Yeah, I know. I know this is this is fascinating stuff. So, yeah. So um, after I made the correlation um, between wisdom, divine wisdom 
in the Proverbs 31 woman, I was like, Lord, are there other examples of wisdom and sort of the correlation and the connection between just women in general and wisdom? And so I was led to Job 28. And this chapter, I didn't even know existed, right? You know, whenever we think of Job, we think of him going back and forth with his friends and they're like, oh, you know, you're in this situation because you sinned. And he's like, no, I didn't. And then there's this whole sort of dialogue between Job and God towards the end where he's like, God, I did X, Y, Z. Why am I suffering? And God was like, um, were you there in the beginning, Job? Um, were you there when I, you know, created the stars? And were you there when I um, apportioned, you know, separated and divided the waters? I don't know if this is exactly the scripture, y'all just follow me here. But you know what I'm talking about, those of you who've read through Job. And when I came across Job 28, there's this sort of discourse that he has about wisdom. And I was reading through it. I'm like, wow, this is fascinating stuff. Job is essentially laying out how wisdom is to be pursued, how you cannot find wisdom, how, you know, the liking it to precious metals, rubies and topaz and gold and silver, how men go into the depths of the ocean and the depths of the earth to find these valuable treasures. They will, you know, look under mountains and rocks and they will go into far and, you know, high mountains and various places that are treacherous to find this thing that is so precious and valuable. And we, and it's really drawing the line in the, the the connection between wisdom and value, right? When something is valuable, it is rare. And not only is it rare, it's not easy to find. It's hidden, right? You have to put some work in in order to find it. And so that's what wisdom is. And so as I was reading through this, and again, let's go to scripture. Um, let's start with Job 28 and 12. It reads, but where can wisdom be found? And where is the place of understanding? Man does not know its value, nor is it found in the land of the living. So I want to jump down to, um, let's see, Proverbs uh, 28, 15. It cannot be purchased for gold, nor can silver be weighed for its price. It cannot be valued in the gold of Ophir, in precious onyx or sapphire. Right. And then 18 says, no mention shall be made of coral or quartz for the price of wisdom is above rubies. There that is again in, in Job 28. And so let me drop down to 2823. God understands its way and he knows its place for he looks to the ends of the earth and he sees under the whole heavens to establish a weight for the wind and apportion the waters by measure. There's that master craftsman again. When he made a law for the rain and a path for the thunderbolt, then he saw wisdom and declared it. He prepared it. Indeed, he searched it, searched it out. And I was like, wow, this is powerful. So Job 28 essentially connects, right, what we've walked through in Proverbs concerning the master craftsman, right? Again, um, it mentions here, right, it, it's the the... Establishing a weight for the wind and apportion the waters by measure. So there's the, the master craftsman. And then the value above rubies, it says it here in 28, 
18 for the price of wisdom is above rubies. So there's the value. There's the master craftsman. And then there's this, this key here where it says that God essentially, he looks to the ends of the earth and sees under the whole heavens to establish a weight for the wind and apportion the waters by measure. 27, then he saw wisdom and declared it. He prepared it. Indeed, he searched it out. So there's another, there's another linkage there between wisdom and women who are um, sort of bathed in this divine wisdom. They're valuable. They're master craftsmen. And they are to be pursued and to be searched out. Again, something that is valuable and rare. You are going to take time to find it and pursue it and search it out. So yeah, there we have it. <laughs> um, this revelation was revelatory. You know, use the same word in different contexts, but um, this revelation was just amazing. And yeah, I, I, it, when when I started doing this study and really understanding what it means to seek God's heart, a lot of it is seeking wisdom. Wisdom cannot be found. Essentially, it can't be something that you learn and you get. I shouldn't say it can't be found. It's something that you can't you can't just get it. It has to be given to you, right? God says in Hebrews somewhere that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, right? He seeks you. You seek him. You seek out wisdom. You will find God, right? And again, women, if you have been beaten over the head by Proverbs 31, my challenge to you is to go back and revisit it. But read Proverbs 8, read Job 28, and read the correlations between those chapters with Proverbs 31. And I guarantee you, it will give you another uh, lens or another um, context or give you some more insight as to the beauty of wisdom and why we as women, godly women, should uh, aspire to model our lives after it. So anyway, that's what I have uh, for today. And thank you all again for those of you who've liked, shared and subscribed. I thank you. I appreciate you. Please continue to like, share and subscribe and send this out to um, someone that you think would benefit from it. I am just merely a vessel here, just trying to do the Lord's work. And um, it's an honor. So until next time, I love you all. <laughs>